guys. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to get some content up. The podcast doesn't have a ton of stuff on it yet. And uh, so this morning, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the spiritual life. Um, there's a lot of writing I've done lately on the WordPress blog that um, has a lot of the <clears throat> material that's sort of shaping this this podcast and so if you get a chance you can head over to my logostestimony.wordpress.com and and check out the spiritual disciplines posts I've made in the last few weeks but there's a premise that underlies these ideas and it's this we we were made to know God and to love God and we were made to be known by God and to be loved by God and that relationship requires intentionality. It requires us to um, prioritize it. It requires us to think about it, um, to put to put that relationship first, that spiritual life we live with God. It does require work and does require time. It's something that's wonderful and beautiful and um, has a lot of vibrancy and life in it. But often in our Christian walk, we don't hear a lot about how we build that relationship. We go to church and we spend time in small group and, you know, we might read our Bibles, which is good and we should, um, but how we round out a, a, a full life and um, learn to do what Genesis tells us Enoch did. He walked with God. Um, God visited Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and he came to them and walked with them in the cool of the day. And those are our um, intimate relationship moments. And for us in the life we live now, those intimate relationship moments require us to do some things that make us intentional about our time with God about our knowing God, about our loving God. And in historic and traditional Christianity, there are five disciplines, five habits, five practices, um, five rhythms, if you want. But really, they've been called spiritual disciplines throughout the centuries of the church. And those five things that build and shape our spiritual life and our relationship are prayer, silence, solitude, fasting, and scripture reading. These five things are things we commit ourselves to. They're things we are intentional about from the heart out to the rest of what we're talking about, to the rest of the way that we live and know God and love God and show that in the way that we make our decisions and in the way that we uh, set our priorities, the way we raise our families or the way we do work or school. And really these, these five habits and disciplines are things that sit in the background and they're things that we are intentional about and we do them and they sort of saturate the day for us 
they they start the day for us, they end the day for us, they become moments where our relationship with God becomes first and foremost, it becomes primary, it becomes intentional, and then the rest of our day is is influenced, is shaped, is changed by the time we've spent in these habits and disciplines. Prayer is is conversation with God. It's just talking to God and it's listening. I think we get wrapped up when we talk about prayer in, in our talking to God, in our asking God for our requests. But we have to remember it is a two-way conversation. Silence is about time away, focused on the Lord, focused on what we know from scripture, focused on tuning out the world around us. Silence and solitude go sort of go hand in hand. If we're going to spend time in silence, then we need time away. We need time away from the distractions and we need time away from people. We need time committed to, um, to a space that's dedicated to just us and the Lord. Prayer requires solitude as well. When we're just, when it's just us, we need that time alone in in prayer. We need corporate prayer as well, Um, but we need to be pursuing it individually. It needs to be a habit and a rhythm of our life and relatedness with God. Silence and solitude and sort of this Christian meditation is not a empty your mind of everything and um, become one with the universe around you more Eastern like and Christian meditation is about being full of the conversation with God. It's about being full of the reading of the scripture. It's about being attentive to what God has said to us and how God speaks to us why he speaks to us and when he speaks to us, paying attention to it and sitting with it and thinking on it and asking questions about what it shapes in our lives and how it changes what we do and how we do it. Fasting is about giving up a good thing for something even better. Often fasting involves food. Fasting involves the sacrifice of something to be intentional about time with God. Fasting involves a giving up. Not a giving up of sin or bad habits or things we we know we need to let go of in pursuit of righteousness. Fasting is about giving up a good thing to spend time with a better thing. And so often fasting looks like giving up a meal to spend the time with God in solitude, silence, and prayer. Fasting is about setting aside things that have become priorities, not because they're bad, but because we want to be intentional about everything in our life being in subjection to our relationship and the lordship of God in our world. Fasting is about recognizing that unless I'm careful, I let the good things become the better things. 
And while Martha is busy about the house, doing a good thing and being hospitable to Jesus, Mary chose a better thing and she sat at his feet. And fasting says, hey, we need to be aware of that and we need to prioritize that. Last scripture reading. Um, Reading the scripture is, uh, I think, something that we're all sort of committed to. It's probably most of our primary means of relating with God and being intentional about our relationship with him is getting into the word that he's provided us and reading the scripture and paying attention to what it says and learning from it. And, and that's good. There's, there's another layer to scripture reading, I think, and it's listening to the scripture. Scripture reading in synagogues in Jesus' day and scripture reading in the community of faith in the early church and in the life and nation of Israel Scripture reading was something that was spoken and heard and read. It was a community affair, but it was also an individual pursuit. And scripture reading, I think, takes on a a new life for us when we not only pick up our Bibles and we read the paper pages and we look and we ask questions and we pay attention to the way the stories are being told, But I think scripture takes on life to us when we listen, when we listen to scripture. Because there's something about listening to the voice of the word, that listening to the voice of scripture, listening to Jesus in the gospels, or listening to St. Paul when he writes a letter, or listening to Moses in the stories of the Pentateuch, listening to uh, the law and the intentions that God is talking the the Israelites through as he explains these instructions and why they're there and there's something to listening to scripture that opens it up and we hear things differently than we read them as we think about the habits and the disciplines and the podcast I want to go back to some of what we talked about in the in the Esther as wisdom literature piece and and just recall Uh, Esther and Mordecai as characters, they demonstrate a lot of good and they demonstrate a lot of what is human and Mordecai is stubborn and he's immovable and that, you know, frustrates Haman to no end. But Mordecai is also committed to prayer and fasting and it's his pushing and prompting that works with Esther and gets her praying and fasting and considering what is best and seeking the Lord and his guidance on it before she goes and encounters the king and before she makes her request known. And in all that wisdom, as they as they walk this out, they, they become a pair with a pair of spiritual disciplines intimately connected to the, the thing they're about. They're rooted and grounded in being connected with God, in sacrificing to, to rightly hear and listen to the voice of God. And so Esther prays and fasts, and she asks Mordecai to join him in prayer and fasting, and she has a community of people together praying and fasting. And all of that involves prayer and silence and solitude 
fasting and knowing and reading and paying attention to the scripture. The spiritual life of a Christian is a life that's integrated. All five disciplines, all five healthy habits, all five of these practices, of these these things we do that influence the way we encounter our day, all five of those are woven together. They belong together. As we do one of them, it links us to another one. It's like the hyperlinks on internet web pages. <laughs> you get started on one and there's a link to something connected and there's a link to something else that's connected. And the, the five disciplines work like that. As you dive into reading the scripture, we're inspired to a life of prayer, asking God to inform the way that we understand it. And as we're intentional about reading our Bible and praying, we become intentional about quieting ourselves and our world and paying attention to God more intently, about being intentional about the way we walk and live. The goal of the spiritual life and these disciplines is that they become a walk. Yeah, I've got four girls and the youngest of them is really just in the last few months sort of gotten this walking thing down and when you when we watched them grow and learn and figure out how to how to walk that it was effort and they had to think about it and they had to sort of planet and they had to stabilize themselves and that's kind of how the spiritual disciplines work too when we start them we need a plan and we need stability and we need things to hold on to and we need things to anchor ourselves in but as we get into a routine and a rhythm with praying and periods of fasting silence and solitude with God and good healthy habits for reading our Bibles and paying attention to what it says. We learn how to walk and we learn how to do this without the supports and without the extras. And they become a manner of living. They become a way of doing it. And today, I don't think about the way that I walk unless I'm really sore after a run or something like that. I, I get up and I walk because that's the way that our life works. But that's the way the spiritual life works too. We need time and healthy habits. We need time developing these rhythms and these practices. Next time we're together, we're gonna to talk more specifically about prayer and examples of prayer in the Bible and what it looks like. And we're gonna pay attention to how God asks us to pray and the way that he meets us in prayer. But Starting with a comfort level is helpful. And so I, I want to start with prayer. It's, I think, something that we do at least from time to time. And let's build out a rhythm for what prayer looks like. How do we choose to spend time in prayer? And what, do we, what do we pray? How do we pray? How do we choose to be committed and dedicated to prayer? If we're going to be growing people of Christian faith, then... I think maybe it's time to get to know the spiritual disciplines again and spend time in them. I hope and I 
I pray for all of us that as we walk this together, it'll be something encouraging to know and listen to the way God is inviting us to walk with him. Happy Saturday. I hope it's a wonderful day. And I hope you find a way to walk with the Lord this morning. Be well, and we'll talk soon.